This podcast is being recorded on the stolen lands of the Wurundjeri and Boon people of the Kulin Nations and the Kumbamari clan of the Yugambeh language group. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. We acknowledge that Indigenous language, land and people are inseparably linked and colonisation is an ongoing process that continues to affect all elements of life and culture in colonised nations. Sovereignty was never ceded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to another episode of Loud, Angry and Not Sorry, where we talk about news and current events from a feminist perspective. How are you doing today, Leah? Hi, Carly. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm really good, actually. I've had a good day. Oh, good. Yeah, I know you sound surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 2020. Any good day is a shocking turn of events. Leah, you're usually such a fuck up. What do you mean? <laughs> wow. Putting words in my mouth. What made today magic? I, I don't fucking know. Do I have to do everything? What made today magic? Uh, I, don't, I think it was just like, I don't know. Oh, do you know what? It, I, I don't know if I should actually acknowledge this out loud and especially online but like so I went into job seeker and was just like fuck I'm supposed to apply for like eight jobs went in and I just like fixed up my resume now my resume looks like I'm a fucking genius logged into the job active bullshit that you have to log into because you know you can't possibly just have one thing where you just it's all got fucking job seeker job keeper job active job redundant I don't know um (laughs) And so I logged into my job active thing and it says that I don't have to apply for any jobs this month. Oh. Oh, I know. That's exciting. Know. Yeah. A little Christmas treat. <laughs> special <laughs> special treat. <laughs> uh, I did I did apply for a job that I didn't want at uh, Red Cross. Mm-hmm. But um I won't probably won't get that anyway because I didn't even attach a cover letter. <laughs> nice. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Tick in the box. But yeah, yeah, tick in boxes. So that um filled me with a little bit of joy. Nice. Yeah. And I, yeah. What about you? How is the Gold Coast? Oh mate, it is sweaty, but um aside from that it's lovely. Like uh I've cried so much in the last week, finally <laughs> seeing my family again. That actually sounds lovely and we're so weird. <laughs> it's yeah, it is just unbelievable that we even got here after this year. So it's been absolutely lovely to be with my people again. Your people. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Weird weird adjustment, though, to go from, um, like, uh, Melbourne, where everyone's taking the virus so seriously and there's so much social distancing, to now no one's wearing masks people walk past the hand sanitizer stations um no one oh social God. distances it's yeah it's I'm like obsessive with that shit yeah yeah and they have the you know how in wow. melbourne they're like in the front of the doorway so you walk in and you have to walk physically around it down here they're kind of off to the side when you walk in so i have to actually hunt them out when i walk into the shops oh wow yeah uh, it's it's all it's all an adjustment and just I mean to be fair they didn't have like seven hundred cases in one day in no, Queensland they didn't but I I still yeah. think hand sanitizing during a pandemic is a pretty easy thing to do I I feel like this pandemic has taught us so much about like how to just prevent diseases turns out young Flo Nightingale was onto something when she was like hey wash your hands 
right? Dirty, filthy bastards. Yep. Like, and then just having the number of people that I've spoken to that have been like, oh my God, what was it like? And just trying to summarize it in like a sentence. <laughs> like, sorry. <yeah>. Sad, <laughs> hard, lonely. Um, I don't. But it's it's like it's like a, you're a child that's come back from war. Oh my god, that must have been so hard for you. Yeah, I tell mean, us about your scars. <laughs> that's kind of the best case scenario because the other ones are just like it wasn't that bad though, and it's over now, so don't worry about it. Now you're here. <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That that'll help but, with my um, trauma coping with. The months of isolation and loneliness. I'm over it. Yeah. It's history. That's how mental yeah. health work. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna say, you know, they're the the just go for a run folk of mental health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Wow, just forget about it, babe. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, tell that to your heart palpitations, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cool. Yeah. So Queensland does a lot of things quite differently. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was it was beautiful. It was smooth. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Yeah. I suck. I'm sorry. Um so the, the <laughs> getting into the news, uh the Inju card, the cashless debit card passed the house yesterday and it was it's being voted on in the Senate today. Pauline Hansen, Queensland royalty. <laughs> mm, wow. A beacon of, of morals and ethics. Um, she thinks that the, this card is fucking great. So I think that's an indication of how shit this Inju card is, really. I'm really regretting the fact that I came to Queensland and cut my hair short and dyed it red in light of this. Oh! <laughs> You're a, you're a Pauline. God damn it. You are cosplaying as Pauline Hanson. Oh, can I do that just to go into parliament and like make good things happen just for a day? I would probably get assassinated by her following. So maybe not. Would they know what you were doing like in a day? I think you could just get a whole heap of shit passed. And then and they disappear. would just be like, hang on, what the fuck just happened? And then you just go into the ether. <laughs> And then Pauline Hansen would come out and be like, what? No! No! What? Please explain! I don't know. I don't know. I just turned into a grandma. Um, so, yeah, Pauline Hansen thinks this is great. The ALP senators are just like, it's super racist. It's really discriminatory. Why are we doing this now? Whoa, for the what? Labor Party this to say that. In the Senate, though, not the actual MPs. Mm-hmm. The MPs were just like, oh, 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 okay. Yeah. I don't, you know, fucking Chris, Christina Keneally. Like, <laughs> yep. Yeah, she's like, fuck you and your human rights. Like, anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the ALP in the Senate, and I'm assuming the Greens members of the Senate are all like, nope. Um, Senator Dodson has said some really cool stuff that I can't remember off the top of my head, but is really come out against it, as you would hope. I think there's some some question marks around Jackie Lambie at the moment, but. You know, she is a wild card of late. She, who fucking knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after what she said about the whole, was it the university stuff? The making it, they were doing some sort of thing. God, look at me. I, I seriously, I swear to God, I don't have a memory anymore. But there was something about, um, they were going to make it the, something about the fees and they were going to make it difficult for 
poor kids to go through university. Mm. And she was just like, you're just making it easier for the rich kids Mm. and all this kind of bullshit, which is absolutely true. So optimistically, she gets the same vibe from this. And rather than Pauline Hanson being like, oh, tough love, they'll be like, "Uh, get fucked, you cunts. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe. Yeah. But who knows? That would be nice. We'll have to wait and see until tomorrow. Mm. Tomorrow we'll find out how fucked we are (laughs) and how many snap action rallies there'll be. If I need to make a trip out to Ipswich. Yeah. I just, my pen just leaked all over my hand. Oh, no. Yeah. So I'll try not to touch my face. Do you want to wash your um, hand? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be cool like Queenslanders. <laughs> Another thing that's, that's literally just before I sat down to talk to you, the Victorian government has stated they will repeal uh, the public drunkenness laws, which is oh, awesome. Oh, good. Yeah, these were the the laws which led to the incarceration of Yorta Yorta woman Tanya Day and her subsequent death. Yeah. So it's a long time coming. Yeah. And it's too late, too late for so many First Nations people. Only, what, like 20, almost 30 years since the Royal Commission that recommended that this happen? Yeah. And on, I don't know, I think as long as we have cops who can use their, their powers... At their discretion, yeah. I think these kind of laws are going to be used against First Nations people and people of colour and sex workers and homeless folk. Yep. Like, uh, so ACAB, uh, defund the police. Yep. Yeah. Um, there was another article that I wanted to talk about very quickly. Oh. And by quickly, I mean, like, for about eight days. <laughs> Fuck. What's his name? Bevan Shields? Mm-hmm. Is that the right one? Yep. Have I said the right Bevan? Yep, you have. Is a piece of shit. Mm. Um, there's not a bin big enough for him. So we're going to have to find like a big container, pop him in, seal it tight, bottom of the ocean situation. One of those skips. He can go into a skip. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And just push it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm. Whenever I think about this article, I, my brain just goes into fight or flight mode. Yeah. So if you can talk about the article, Absolutely. I'm just going to breathe for a moment. <laughs> Take some breaths. Uh, so this center myself. <laughs> this article is about Susan Moore, who I didn't know before I read this article, but uh, she's from Bevan Shields' description, a columnist, a hardened feminist, Reed Turf, and voice of Britain's intellectual left, which I already have an issue with. But anyway, I have an issue with every bit. I highlighted this article for the bits that I was like, ew, what's happening here? And it is so much highlighting. Uh, so she's a big turf and um, got booted from her column at The Guardian because she wrote something turfy. And I suppose I should just quickly say turf is trans exclusionary radical feminist, in case anyone doesn't know what I mean when I'm saying that. The the, the radical and the feminist are both inverted commas. Yes. They're yeah. uh, people, especially, I've noticed it's especially cis women who hate trans people because they have horrible rhetorics as to why and none of it's true. Because um, they're misogynists. Yes. And yeah. uh, J.K. Rowling famously is a massive turf and has been, I don't even know the right word, because I, I cancelled, yes, but more than that, she's outed herself. J.K. Rowling has said some dodgy, turfy shit and people have gone, hey, that's really fucking dodgy and turfy. And she's taken that as being uh, cancelled, which, again, is a right-wing talking point. Can we stop using cancelled? She's been held accountable for her actions. 
people don't want to engage with TERFs and we don't want to engage with transphobic rhetoric and transphobic people. I don't want that toxicity in my life. That's not me cancelling you. That's me choosing who I have in my space. Yes, and I think the important thing also with all of these conversations is that <clears throat> this wasn't just once she said something. She said something, she was repeatedly questioned on it, repeatedly educated, repeatedly held to account and refused to take responsibility for what she said and dug deeper into the turf hole that she lives in. So, like, she had, she had a chance to educate herself and learn and be better if she'd been sucked into an ideology, but she didn't. She chose to remain there. And that's why we no longer financially or uh, in terms of communities support the work that she does anymore. I'm no longer going to talk about the series that she wrote the way that I used to and would Mm. never buy any products related to it ever again. Yeah, yeah. But back to this horrific article. So basically this article is an interview with Susan Moore. Suzanne? Susan. Does it matter? Who cares? She's a cunt. Karen. Um, (laughs) And it's all about her, like, victimising herself and her being cancelled as a sign of every single thing. Sorry, I said cancelled again, but, you know, that's what she thinks has happened. Every single thing that she thinks is wrong with the world that has led to this situation for her. So she talks about how journalism is horrible these days she talks about how the left has become toxic um she's basically arguing the free speech argument at multiple points i highlighted this one line uh so it's like a big bold quote that they've got in the article where she says if somebody writes something you really really don't like then my response is to go away and write something better which is just so privileged Because this isn't us saying we don't like what you wrote. This is us saying you are dehumanising people and denying their existence. Mm. There is such an enormous difference between those two things. And then the idea that I don't like what she wrote, so I'm just going to go write a column. Like, no one... What? That is so privileged. (laughs) It's just... It's a nothing argument. Mm. It, It doesn't... It doesn't mean anything. But it's an it's, argument it's that rich intellectuals would buy into. Like, this is something that we're taught as well growing up. Like, well, if you're not happy with it, you create the world you want to see mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And a lot of that time, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, if you're in a posting group, cool, absolutely. You don't like seeing friendly Geordies constantly, post something else that's positive. <laughs> awesome. Done. Like, crisis over. Yeah. This is someone who is a paid employee of the Sydney Morning Herald being like, well, if you don't like it, why don't you just get a job here and you write mm-hmm. stuff? Like, as if that's as, as, as simple as it is. Yeah. And you're right. It's, it's such a privileged, ridiculous perspective. And also, I did write something way better. I called you a cunt. <laughs> Done. Much more. I called you a turfy piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I, I love how, and a lot of TERFs do this, they say, I'm not transphobic, and then they just go on to say all this transphobic shit. Mm-hmm. Like, so fucking 
Bevan Bevening writes, Moore rejects any suggestion she is transphobic. Her view is that sex is a biological classification that applies to a living species, which is the turfiest bullshit. It's biological essentialism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Applies to a living species, a living species, and not something that can be merely assigned. As has been argued by some trans leaders, what I don't like is the erasing of female bodies. No one's erasing female bodies or female voices or female experiences, mate. You're just making up shit as you go, which yeah. is such a turf thing. And then there was such a turf this thing. really funny quote. Oh, well, not a quote, but um, Moore says many of the advances women have made, such as reproductive rights, are based on biology. What? 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 When we, we haven't, no one has stopped fighting for reproductive rights no one has stopped like looking at issues like endometriosis and how that affects more people with uteruses. It it actually affects lots and lots of people, but especially people with uteruses. No one has stopped discussing that. No one we're still fighting for it. It's this again, it's this idea that is completely a way of derailing conversations that we can only focus on one thing at a time. And we can't have multiple conversations at once when we can and we do. <laughs> But like, no, absolutely. Mm. It's it's such a bizarre argument that we've that it's trans people who are standing in the way of that, not not Christian lobby groups. It must be trans people. Mm. Like, I mean, obviously. What? What? <laughs> yeah. I just it just it. It's mind boggling. Yeah, and this piece of writing is just the softest like oh it, it it's it's so hard to read it's a love letter it's a love letter i i just feel like the whole thing is like him sucking up to her and trying to cement his place in the australian zeitgeist by coming off the back of like oh transphobia like Mm. Oh. And this intellectual left situation. Oh. And like, I mean, you've got to remember this dude is like the European correspondent, yeah? Mm. Um, who thinks that they speak Austrian in Austria. <laughs> like, this this dude, if he could find a brain cell in his head, it would probably be in his asshole. <laughs> I think he is just clinging to anything that will give him any relevance. Yeah, 100%. And he thinks that turfs. Waleed Ali, like last week or the week before, came out sort of in a similar kind of vein. Mm. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, I started reading really that weird. thing he wrote and just went, no, oh, not today. No, I'm I'm really not interested in the um, opinions of men. Yeah, when it comes to what is feminism and what is not feminism. Yeah, because trans like turfs are not feminists, they're misogynists. And I, and I know I keep going on about this, but if you reduce what it is to be a woman to reproductive organs and to cellular biology, then how is that any different to a man viewing us only as a uterus yep. and as someone to create babies for the, for the families? Yep. It's misogyny. Yep. I am so much more than my uterus and then a vagina and then tits. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than that. And whenever they make their arguments, they just 
they just constantly tell on themselves <laughs> and they, because they keep coming back to misogynist views yeah. and you know that they're projecting what they think a woman should be because they haven't unlearned their own misogyny mm-hmm. and they haven't done the work on that. And get fucked, trans people should not have to bear the brunt of your ignorance. It's absolutely fucked. It's so fucked. Like most of the most dominant people I see sharing these loud, obnoxious, turfy views are white cis women. We are the fucking worst. Sorry to interrupt you, but we suck. Yes. But interestingly, not interesting, horrifying, but still interesting. Um, they're so what what are white cis women really, really good at? Making podcasts. Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm sure we're not even the best Centering at that. themselves and crying and weaponizing our tears. Yes, playing the victim. Oh, what do you mean? I do not. <laughs> which leads us into the meat of today's podcast, which is uh, a conversation about slurs. Um, so the reason we're starting here is because there has been a lot of conversation around the idea that the term turf has become a slur. So I'm going to put my linguistics hat on here. Leah, could you define for me what you think a slur is? Hang on, I've got to find your notes. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cheat. Um, Look, to me, a slur is um, something that you use to ridicule or to mock or to... Uh, make someone feel bad about themselves or to make them feel smaller. Yes. Um, I, I think the same. Do I get a s- <laughs> but the thing I would add to oh. it is that it's often connected to oppression. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the reason I ask that is because, uh, unfortunately, someone who used to be one of my favourite linguists um, years ago wrote a blog post about the word turf Um Basically trying to do this sociolinguistic analysis to see if she could identify whether or not it was a slur. Best case scenario, this blog post makes her a turf apologist. Realistically, I think it makes her a turf because basically at the end of this article, she's like, um, sorry, it's not an article, it's a blog post. From this analysis I've done, we can see that turf is a slur, therefore it shouldn't be used anymore because you can't have debates, like you can't have in good faith conversations or debates or arguments while you're using language like this. Hard disagree because I don't think turf is a slur. The reason I said let's define what a slur is is because when people do come out, it's this is such a common thing. Please don't use the word turf. Turf is actually a slur. Because if you look at dictionary definitions, for example, you know, when you Define this word on Google comes up with mm. slur being an insinuation or allegation about someone that is likely to insult them or damage their reputation. And then there's like a sub definition under that, which is a derogatory or insulting term applied to a particular group of people. So if we go by that definition, yeah, we could call a lot of things a slur. But the thing is, we here at Loud Angry and Not Sorry are not prescriptivists about our words. A prescriptivist is someone who thinks that dictionary definitions and grammars written down are the rules that define how we communicate and how we understand language. On the other hand, you've got descriptivists 
who look at the way language is used and say, that's what we're doing with language. So you know how every year the dictionaries come out and they're like, what's the word of the year? It's side boob, which is a thing that happened a few (laughs) years ago. (laughs) That's because they're actually looking at the way language is used and then trying to apply it back to the dictionary. And that's not really how dictionaries work. So we don't like dictionary definitions necessarily. They give you a rough idea of how a word's used, but what a word actually means can have much bigger connotations than just what a dictionary says. The problem I have with this dictionary definition is that it doesn't bring oppression into account. It just says a derogatory or insulting term applied to a particular group of people. So Mm, when we on Facebook try not to get zucked, by calling men disappointments instead of calling them men, that becomes a slur, according to this definition. But that's just a literal definition of men. <laughs> yes, but just like turf is literally, like, they're, they're not radical feminists, but that's where they think they're coming from. It's mm-hmm. And it's not an oppressive term. There is no. Because TERFs are the oppressive group. In this categorization that we're talking about, they are the oppressive group. Yeah. So it's like it's like the reverse racism argument. You can't be racist against yeah. a white person. I me calling someone a TERF is not a slur because they're the reason I'm doing it is because they're oppressing someone. Yeah. But also that's what they called themselves initially. Oh, did they? Yeah. They, they called themselves trans-exclusionary radical feminists. And then got upset when everyone was like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what you are, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're a turf. Mm. Turf is synonymous with a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I get, I get a lot of anger for, um, for transphobes and for turfs. And I think there is an ever so slight difference between someone who's transphobic and someone who's a turf. Mm-hmm. I mean, first of all, like, turfs think they're feminists to start with, but mm. they're actually just misogynists. But yeah, I, I don't know. Is there a difference between a transphobe and a turf? Um, I would say that, like, Someone who is trying to use feminism against trans people is a TERF and someone Mm. who is, like, not at all feminist and just says something really derogatory and gross about trans people would be a transphobe. Yeah, fair. That's that's a pretty good distinction. Yes. Yeah. Um, But working in mental health for, like, been eight years? I don't know. But, like, can't speak. I came across a lot of trans people who were experiencing uh, dysphoria, um, it's dysphoria now, but it was dysmorphia when I first started nursing, mm-hmm. um, just in context of the gender identity. And so much of that uh, dysphoria is caused by TERFs. Mm-hmm. Like it's caused by this by these people. These people are literally making people sick. Mm-hmm. And yet they're, they're professors at universities. Yep. And they're out there writing articles at the newspapers, writing like, I'm so oppressed because um, – Someone cancelled me. No one cancelled you, babe. Mm. No one cancelled you. They held you accountable. Mm-hmm. You said something and people reacted to what you said. It's victim blaming, essentially. Mm. And just just, just stop it. Like, I'm just, I'm so sick of perpetrators of abuse being in these positions of authority when they are actively hurting people. Mm-hmm. Like, stop it. Yeah. No. It's not on. Yeah. And then they... <laughs> Sorry to get Scott Morrison about it, but No. <laughs> And then they, they weaponize this movement that's actually existed to break down gender gender ideas mm. and that's meant to be closely analyzing the way we perceive of and construct and reconstruct gender. And instead of doing all that, they weaponize it against 
people who could benefit from it and find their space in the world because of it, they close the doors Mm. on them. Mm. And part of what they do is derailing the conversation by doing things like this, going, you can't call us TERFs, that's not fair, that's a slur. No. And we need to constantly come back to the the point in the conversation where we're just like, why are people calling you a TERF? Yes. It's because you are actively hurting people. Actively hurting people. Mm. You're impacting people's mental health. You're making them unsafe to walk in this world as themselves. Yes. And if we compare that to things that, like, we definitely know are slurs, like, um, bitch is a slur. There's a lot of racial slurs. I won't say many of them, any Mm. of them. Yeah. I think we know what they are. Yeah. There's ableist (laughs) slurs. Like, uh, we've talked about this before, that we are guilty of using these quite a bit and we were talking about starting an ableism jar so if anyone listening hears us say a slur let us know and we will put a dollar in the jar and it will get donated Uh, and we can donate it to the charity that we made a slur against yeah um that is fucking terrible (laughs) but good it's it's awful but it's I want to be held accountable when I do it and but do we have to be held accountable only financially no, like is no, that- but that's what I, it's the reminder. Like I, so people find it really hard to tell you. You're Dan Andrews. You're <laughs> finding me. <laughs> no, but people Cop find lover. it really hard. To, wow, you've never said anything so <laughs> offensive to me in my life. <sighs> anyway, punitive measures don't change behavior. Okay, then what should we do instead? Just don't be cunts. Yeah, that helps. But the, the reason I thought that is because people find it really hard to say to someone, hey, that word you just used is a problematic word. Whereas if you, mm. if you have some kind of system in place that's like, oh, hey, put a dollar in the jar, then it's like you've done what in linguistics – oh, actually, I think this is not just linguistics, but it's face-saving. So you're stopping someone from being offended by saying you've done the wrong thing and you're kind of going instead, hey, put a dollar in the jar, and it's easier. It's like a Pavlovian situation. Yeah, and it's easier to adjust to than it is to expect people to always call us in. You're kind of reminding me a little bit of like one of the worst sitcoms that I've ever seen in my life, New Girl, where Mm. he has to put a dollar in the douche jar. jar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we we don't have to do financial enumeration. You know what? Anytime you hear me say something that you think's probo, absolutely let me know. Give me money, Carly. Give me money. Give me a dollar. <laughs> I'll um buy something for Isabel on Animal Crossing. Um <laughs> Don't. Don't. That fucking kid. I think I had a dream that there was a new version come out and I had to get rid of had to like rebuy everything. <laughs> oh fucking hell. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the mental health and um, ableist ones are quite hard to kick. I hear people using them all the time. Um, mm. Words, particularly the ones that I hear the most, are stupid, dumb, and crazy. Yeah. But there's a lot in that same vein. Mm. And trying to move away from them at first is really difficult and then becomes really fun because I've become very inventive in the way that I describe people when they are annoying me. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's an art form. It's so much fun. Yeah, but it's also a constant unlearning. Like, so one of the big ones that I see on the Gold Coast all the time, but also throughout Australia, 
is the slur that's used against Romani people that just doesn't... It's the G word. Uh, just doesn't seem to have entered our psyche as a problematic word, our collective psyche, mm. yet. I've seen people get called in and called out for this and they get hyper-defensive because it's mm. actually, for a lot of people, it's connected to this, like, way of life. And, <laughs> yeah. Like boho chic sort of situation. Yeah. But oh, I swear to uh, white people are the worst. Like, we suck so hard. Yeah. Why are we like this? Yeah. But then the even trickier bit, something that I only realised recently, I can't remember if someone told me or if it was while I was re-watching The Simpsons, um, the word gypped comes from that slur. Yeah. So yeah. that's a word that we shouldn't be using either because the connotations of that are quite obvious. Like someone has yeah. stolen from you, someone has conned you, mm. and that was the general stereotypes and prejudice against the Romani people in Europe for a very long time. Yeah. Probably yeah. still is. I haven't been to Europe in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was in Spain. Oh, my God. I'm really old. I think it was like 10 years ago. It's the last time I so was So maybe in 10 years ago. Mm. I'm sure it's still. <laughs> it's the last time I was allowed out of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 10,000 years. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was saying. Sorry. No, it's fine. Sorry. Do you remember holidays though? How good were they? Oh. Do you remember? Do you remember aeroplanes? Oh, did you did you drive or? Yeah. This is so you still don't remember. No, airplanes. this is the first year since I graduated high school that I haven't been on a plane. Look at you, carbon footprint. Look at me living in saving, state. Saving the you're saving the environment. You are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Single handedly, Coke doesn't need to do Woo-hoo! anything. Nope. 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 Uh, but we've also had an interesting instance of slurs being acknowledged on a national level recently. Woo! Sorry, I just got attacked by a moth. It's fine. <laughs> I thought you were just really excited about like slurs being <laughs> acknowledged. I'm just like, all right, you take this shit seriously. Cool. Sorry, it is it is rough in Queensland. I'm coated in mozzie spray and I'm getting attacked by what moths. Anyway. It's because you look like Pauline Hanson. <laughs> fair. Fair. Thank you. You're doing you're doing good work. Um, <laughs> so, so <laughs> recently, one that made national news and um, a lot of, let's say, Snow White boomers got really upset about it, was a cheese company in Australia... <laughs> who changed their name because the name was a racial slur. Look, white people love cheese, okay? And they hate change. So, yeah. I just, I why put this much energy into the name of a fucking cheese company? Yeah. Um, Zach from Ospol Snackpod did a really good one. They were like, um, changed it from the slur to just racist. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great meme. Yeah. And then the same thing happened with Allen's recently when they changed. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what they changed it to, but I just remember all the great memes about how they should just be calling those like chewy red lollies just something to do with the fact that they rip your teeth out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we we do have national recognition 
on some level, look, I'm not going to lie. I understand that it's corporate. I understand that this is companies reflecting the fact that they don't want to get in trouble and they don't want that they want to keep it's selling good, yeah it's good pr for them. yes and they would have got so much like advertising and marketing just from the fact that they said they were going to change the name yeah. everyone would have been talking about like alan's lollies and that kind of stuff and nestle and not the fact you know that they are like a super corrupt company and do really unethical things. And I don't know, I did like a whole meme about all the bullshit that they did. And there was something about baby formula and Mm. they like took over a water supply or something. God, I can't remember. What's all the dodgy shit Nestle's done? They, yeah, I do remember them taking over the water supply somewhere. Also, what, what is that cheese company changing its name to? See, that's the thing. We don't know. Yeah. It's still called that. Like, they haven't actually changed their name. They've just said they're going to change their name. Okay. So I don't think the lollies have actually changed no, their name. No, they have. They've got they've got new names. Red Ripper. Red Ripper. Well, they do rip your teeth. Yeah. So mm. that makes sense. That was – that's aptly, aptly named. Well, well done there. <laughs> Although, how the hell are we going to get back on track from here? <laughs> do we need oh, to? I'm so- Nah, it's fine. Um, yeah, so, like, these slurs, though, like, people use them so casually and people are like, well, what's the problem? But the problem is that they, it's not even just that they offend people, but they marginalise people and they they ridicule and they mock folk. And, yeah, and it normalises it in culture. Like, you know, can you start talking <laughs> Sorry, I was letting you find your words. <laughs> Bless you. you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the problem is that these words have a history of meaning. Like I was saying earlier, we have dictionary definitions of words, but then we also have social meanings of words. So just yeah. because you might use a word in a way that's not offensive or you perceive it to be non-offensive or just because you and your mates use it a certain way doesn't actually it's not all about you no it's not crazy right oh i did it i used a <gasps> naughty c word give me a dollar <laughs> yes i'm gonna goad you into like into saying slurs so let's, that i can pay my rent let's not do that <laughs> oh, maybe off off air um no. i've is that like the ultimate capitalist thing is to profit off marginalising people? Yeah. Yeah, I am salt. Cool. <laughs> I know this is a far out concept, but language is actually used by communities and has shared meaning, not individual meaning. <laughs> so we have... Look. <laughs> Colour me shot. <laughs> so we have words that can be or have been what's called lexicalized, which is where it has become part of the vocabulary to a point where it is associated more with a new meaning than an old meaning. So bitch is associated more now with the sexist meaning than it is with the fact that it's a female dog. You can make jokes about the fact that bitch means female dog. And if you go to a farm, I'm sure they call their dogs bitches, but mostly in conversation if I say, look at that bitch over there, you don't expect me to be pointing at a dog. To that I say, bitches are female dogs. Dogs bark. Bark is on trees. Trees are nature and nature is beautiful. So thank you for calling me beautiful. <laughs> Shit, are we in grade five already? 
Um, uh, yeah, Isab- Isabel um, reminded me of that little gem. <laughs> One thing that I've really noticed with a lot of slurs is the animalization of people and particularly women, like bitch, cow, fat as a whale. What are other is is fat as a whale a slur or is that just an insult or is there um, no difference? I mean, I don't like to give definitive answers on things, but I would say we don't need to get prescriptive about it. Yeah, I would say the construction fat as a whale. Like if I called someone a whale, you know, I mean they're fat. I wouldn't quite call it. I don't know. I don't think I'd call it a slur. Maybe, maybe they might just be able to hold a lot of people in their mouths. <laughs> Maybe they're just great at spurting water from their backs. You can't assume someone's intention. Uh, uh, my brain is trying to do I'm linguistics. I'm so sorry. I'm I, so sorry. Fine. You can tell which one of us is the linguist and which one is like the mental health nurse who's lost their mind. <laughs> I think this is um, like every everything I read today that was linguists and also a few philosophers talking about how to define a slur. Everyone was just like, you can't. Can they stop calling people cunts though? That's a slur, apparently. I don't think it is. Oh, it's... Yeah, it's a swear. I don't know if I'd call it a slur because I think it applies to too many. It's not like, oh, yeah, see, again, because I feel like one of my tests would be if I said, so I was talking to this cunt the other day. Do you have any idea the type of person that I'm talking about? It was me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you can't tell their gender their ethnicity like it's not an identifying feature except for the fact that they're a bad person but it does have that history that means that it has sexist connotations but it also has the history that it is a gendered slur well it it, is it whatever if it's a slur or an insult it's still gendered is it gendered because it's just a sex organ so it's not necessarily gendered but the intent is gendered Hang on, I don't know what I'm saying right now. I know what you're saying. It, I might have just been accidentally transphobic, which means I have to put five dollars in instead of just one dollar. All right. Um. So you're four dollars up. This is like the worst <laughs> game of poker. So was that transphobic? Well, I think I think it's hard because the thing is, we're talking about the way something is understood in our incredibly heteronormative society. So things that are connected to genitals are often gendered by the people talking about them, even if we don't make those connections. So cunt has a gendered history because in a very heteronormative society, it has been connected to the genitals that have most often been associated with women. We now know you and I, and hopefully our listeners if you don't stop listening, don't believe that anymore. No, no, keep keep <laughs> listening because you're about to learn some shit. So, what we're trying to say is that uh, that not not all women have penises, and that's okay. Yeah. So there there is like there's a patriarchal history with the word cunt, but I in this economy. <laughs> uh, but I. Don't think it's a slur. I I don't think it is either. Yeah. I think cunt is probably one of the only words that I will actually engage 
in an actual conversation around if it's a slur or if it's an insult, if we should use it or shouldn't mm. use it. And I, maybe five years ago, would never say the word. Mm. Never say it at all. And now I, it's my favourite thing to say. Yeah, I say it I a love lot. how it sounds. Mm. Cunt. It's just, <laughs> it's a beautiful... And for me, using the word cunt is about reclamation mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's about power and challenging those systems of power. Mm. To look at me normally, you would just be like, regulation, white, mum. My brain went straight to a Mean Girls quote then and I was like, regulation, hearty. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) We'll cut that bit out. So, like, when most people look at me, they just see me as, like, usually pretty friendly. Like, until they start having conversations, they're just like, oh, nope, missed you there. But, like... You know, my first impression is usually pretty friendly, very supportive, very kind, very loving. But I and so when I do drop cunt and get bucked and you know, it it's for me that there's a real strength there that like I'm challenging gender roles and I'm challenging systemic expectations of of how I should speak and how I should engage in mm-hmm. conversation. Uh to be articulate and smart is to express yourself using like academic language and to speak in a certain way. And I'm just like, no, get fucked. I want people to understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know how I'm going to be able to engage with the broader community if I'm saying shit like. According to Foucault. <laughs> <laughs> it's my go-to. I... Uh, 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 Butler would suggest that you are performing your gender. I don't, see, I can't even do that Yeah, in a academic thing like even that i dumbed not not dumb uh yay two more i said it twice so that's two more two more dollars so what am i i'm at six dollars to you this sucks (laughs) i hate this game (laughs) fuck fuck but no i i agree i use um see if i didn't try to be smart i would be fine (laughs) (laughs) that's how it works that's how it gets you um I definitely use the word cunt a lot and I swear a lot in general and I do think it's also a subversion of expectations for me too, especially like coming from academia where I was in that world of like having to sound a certain way at all times to prove myself, especially as a woman in academia, that Mm. I quite like having ways to flip that around and... Yeah. yeah. Um, I probably swear the most out of most people I know, except maybe for you. <laughs> Look, it's a heavy crown. <laughs> it's it's a high bar. You you might not have the stamina. <laughs> so, um, speaking of reclamation, I think Slut Walk is a really good example of that. Leah, would you like to explain how Slut has been reclaimed? Yeah, I don't... It's really hard, like, when we talk about, like, reclamation of, of language and it's something that you we've seen pretty successfully across, like, LGBTQIA plus spaces, like reclamation of the word, like, queer, for example, or gay. Mm. Um, but Slut continues to be a really controversial one. Um, and for some people with with really good reason, like particularly when you talk about it in context of slut walk, like there's some people who don't identify as a slut, which is their prerogative, like that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. 
But the problem is, is there's not too many feminist movements like Slut Walk that talk about victim blaming and rape. There's not too many movements like Slut Walk that talk about victim blaming and rape culture on such an international scale. Um, a lot of a lot of black women, for example, feel quite excluded by the word slut because of how sexualized mm. they've been. So it it makes sense that a lot of people push back and reject it. Like there's actually been some slut walks around the world that have just literally just changed their name. Like they're still a part of the community, mm. but they've just changed their name. Mm-hmm. Initially, I was like, "This is fucked. Like, why would you do that? Like, but." There's there's multiple conversations to have around the word slut in the context of social and cultural capital. Mm-hmm. Is I don't know if that's the right word. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's really interesting, and especially like in the context of slut walk, like there are some people where the the sexual assault um, has been maybe their only sexual experience. Mm-hmm. So for them to identify as a slut is a bit weird or there's people who are asexual or aromantic and they don't necessarily identify with slut either, mm-hmm. but they want to, you know, you know, shout to end rape culture and victim blaming yeah. and slut shaming and all the things the slut walk stands for. So it's, it's, it's complicated. So and I, and I mean, personally, I don't think that means we need to get rid of slut walk. I just think we need to keep broadening these conversations and keep having these conversations. Mm. Cause like every year I get interviewed and they're just like, so slut walk is slut is a very controversial word. Tell me about slut. And I'm just like, well, for fuck's sake. <laughs> like the, I mean, the, one of the biggest reasons why slut is controversial is because of misogyny. What a shock. I know. I'm shocked. Yeah. I know. I know. I think I just blew everyone's yeah. mind. Everyone's mm. mind. Um, the, the idea that a woman has self-determination and bodily autonomy is just wild. Mm. Like they really can't get their heads around it. And so what they do is they use a slur like slut to squash that mm-hmm. and to ridicule and to mock. Mm-hmm. Because historically men are supposed to be the ones in control of our bodies. Mm-hmm. Men are supposed to be in control of our reproductive labour. Mm-hmm. it's not up to us it's not it's not for us to control and then you add on top of that sex work like you profit from it as well like <laughs> fuck no like oh my god <laughs> like yeah it's um yeah it's it's deeply rooted in misogyny mm. uh so i think that kind of brings us to a good place to kind of conclude and draw this discussion together because uh like you're saying about slut one of the important things about this language is inclusivity and is we use these terms to indicate in-group membership but you can't reclaim a word that doesn't belong to you so we don't use words that we don't have an identity that belongs to the way that that slur has been used and the reason we don't is a it's offensive and the continuation of oppression but also because we want to have uh, spaces that are safe for everyone and continuing to use language like this only continues the harm against these groups so we want to make sure when someone tells us hey that's a slur hey that word's offensive you say i mean i i do think it's fair to sometimes ask questions but it's very context-based it's very like how you ask the question um and also think about if it's something Mm. that you could learn from a cursory google before you expect someone to do some work and educate you for free (laughs) 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I like Chili spoke last week about like controlling the narrative and just like directing people to Google constantly is sometimes unhelpful. But if you're in a space where you can actually provide that information yourself mm. and actually shape someone's understanding, I think that's a really a, a really valuable thing that yeah. we as feminists and as allies can actually do moving forward. I was going to say something and I've already forgotten what it was. Fuck. And I mean, this is the... No, it's gone. Shit. Okay. And this is the tough thing. Like being called in and learning to call in are really difficult skills that take a long time to become confident with. And I think that's something we can probably discuss in another podcast because it's been quite a journey for me to even get to where I am and I'm by no means excellent at it. I just keep trying and embarrassing myself and other people, but... (laughs) trying nonetheless yeah um (laughs) it's it's okay to fuck up Mm -hmm. it's okay to be wrong that doesn't make you a terrible person what makes you a terrible person is when you refuse to acknowledge someone else's pain yes and you refuse to grow and learn and take responsibility i remember what i was gonna say if you if you don't consider something a slur but someone else does Mm. and they say to you i don't like that Mm -hmm. just fucking stop It's not always about you and what you're comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, in the context of turf, because people do say that's a slur, I do think you can use some. But if someone says to you, you can't use that because it is. Well, that's not a slur. Turf isn't a slur. But if someone says to you, you can't use that because it is, I think that's where you can take a little bit of volition and be like, um, you're not an oppressed group that I'm saying this against. Um... (laughs) I mean, it's, this is also nuanced. We've educated you now. <laughs> you should know better. But also, if a turf doesn't want to be called a turf, just be like, oh, okay, well, what's something you're more comfortable with? Misogynist? <laughs> Transphobe? Cunt fuck? Tool of the patriarchy? Cunt stain? <laughs> Enabler of the state? I don't, like, you know... We can, like, if they don't want to be called a turf, okay. Yeah, exactly. Get creative yeah. with that. Do you want to give us that free reign? Because it's going to get a lot worse. Is, is that enough for today? I think it is. Thank you so much, Leah. This has been a lot of fun. Yep. Thank you, Carly. Or shall I say Pauline? No. <laughs> you should not. No. <laughs> no, I won't say that. Thank you, Carly, for your time, your wisdom, your energy, and your oh, beautiful Oh, thank red you. Hair. You look nothing like Pauline. You look nothing I, like It's more Pauline. important that I don't have her vibe, but I'll also take that I don't look like her. Yeah. Thank you, Leah. It has been a really great... But could you just say, please explain oh, one? Like, uh, please explain. Please explain? No, that was true, Kath and Kim. I can't do it in her accent. <laughs> please, please explain. This has been fun. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope listening. you all enjoy my cackling. <laughs> Yes, always. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share it. We would love for you to uh, jump onto the Apple Podcasts is the best place to do it and give us a review Um, because we really enjoy making these and getting these messages out to people. So if you enjoy them too, please like, share, subscribe, I guess is what the kids say. I I think particularly this episode has been really important for discussing not only slurs, but why turfs are such fuck cunts. So if you could, yeah. Excellent. Do, Do the thing. Yeah. Bye. Cheers. Bye.